Live from the heartland and the crossroads of America, it's Tony Katz today. So as the president continues this European jaunt, he's in Italy, he's in Scotland, he's presenting himself, I don't know how much he's presenting of America, uh, to the world, the problems on the home front continue to grow. They continue to build. His inability to get infrastructure passed. Now we're talking about this spending bill, this social spending bill, that also may not get passed. And if it does, what does it actually mean to us? Never mind inflation, never mind supply chain, never mind China, and now backtracking on the ability to protect and defend Taiwan. What is it that is happening in this Biden presidency. Exactly how damaging is it, not just to the country, but to the Democrats as a whole, to the political establishment as a whole, and to our belief in the politics as a whole. Tony Katz, Tony Katz today. So good to be with you. The Facebook page, Tony Katz Radio. Be sure to check it out. Parlor, Instagram, Twitter, Tony Katz as well. Congressman Jim Jordan joins us right now from the 4th District of Ohio, the ranking member on the Judiciary Committee. He also serves on the Committee on Oversight and Reform, the subcommittee on civil rights. And he also is the author of the new book, Do What You Said You Would Do, Fighting for Freedom in the Swamp. Congressman Jordan, good to have you with us right with here. Let's start with the basics. These, these these two bills that are now getting presented, it's the second time or maybe it's the third time the Democrats are, are going for this. An infrastructure bill that is an infrastructure at least now properly yeah. named uh, the social spending bill. Where are Democrats in getting those things passed? Well, we'll see. Let's hope they don't they don't pass it because it's just one more thing that's bad for the country. Uh, I said the other day, you know, I don't know. I don't know if this this administration does anything that that's any good. You know, we went from a secure border to chaos. We went from safe streets to rising crime in every major urban area. We went from energy independence to the to the president begging OPEC to increase production and three fifty gas and five dollar gas and cow. And you you just go down the list. Everything is everything they've done has been been bad. So let's hope they don't pass it. Right now they're zero for four. I mean, four different times the speaker has said they were they had the votes and they were going to pass it, and it hasn't happened uh, twice. They brought the president to capitol hill and he's over two so uh will it happen this week i i don't know we'll, we'll have to see but let's hope it doesn't when we talk about these things and these things started as infrastructure packages the more you read into it and certainly the more you hear from your uh, uh colleagues or uh, i should say the democrats in in the house i don't know if they're necessarily yeah. your colleagues sir uh they talk very little about infrastructure they talk about a lot of social they talk about a lot of green they talk about expanding medicare they talk about housing as a right but they don't talk about infrastructure you have the bipartisan infrastructure bill which admittedly i'm not a big fan of uh but it's 1.2 right. trillion that might actually do something about infrastructure are house republicans considering an infrastructure conversation of their own no we just want to stop this right now i mean it, it may be at some other bill not the infrastructure bills they're talking about because most of what they're talking about is not infrastructure i mean tony never forget the democrats economic plan their economic plan has basically been the, 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 you know lock down the economy spend like crazy pay people not to work and now oh, oh, oh now everyone who has been working we're going to raise your taxes so th- this is this is how crazy they are the left has become um, that this bill is a bunch of Green New Deal and a bunch of tax increases, um, you know, not good for the country is only going to make the situation worse. So I hope it doesn't pass um, if, if we can kill this legislation and then they want to talk about some infrastructure bill. OK, maybe in the future, but not not anything they're talking about in these two particular pieces of legislation. 
talking to Congressman Jim Jordan. Uh, the book, Do What You Said You Would Do, uh, that is at Amazon.com, where refined books are sold, fighting for freedom in the swamp. You were there. You're, it's, it's the House Judiciary Committee. There's mm-hmm. Merrick Garland, the Attorney General. And people want to tell you, sir, that no, 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 the Department of Justice never referred to parents as terrorists. In your view, did he or did he not? The day the memorandum is issued, understand the facts here. The National School Board Association looks like they were communicating with the White House prior to even sending the letter. They send a letter to the White House on September 29th asking President Biden to get the FBI involved in local later, the Attorney General of the United States, Mayor Garland, issues a memorandum which does exactly that. Accompanying the memorandum that same day is a press release. The press release talks about the National Security Division. Now, Tony, the National Security Division is the division at the Justice Department that deals with terrorism. Why would you need the National Security Division involved in moms and dads going to school board meetings, speaking out against this this crazy, uh, racist, hate America curriculum that's being taught in some of our schools? This was definitely about setting up a snitch line on parents, a reporting line on parents, and definitely about chilling the speech, First Amendment-protected speech of moms and dads who don't want this crazy stuff taught to their kids. I think we lost you for a second there. Let's try and bring you back, Congressman no, Jim. I got you, Tony. I'm sorry. Yeah, we got, we're on our way to the airport. We're heading, trying to get to D.C. today. So, Oh, you're, oh wait, you're heading to D.C.? You're coming back from D.C.? Heading to D.C. this morning, yeah. We got, I got him back in Ohio on Friday, heading back down to, you know, here on, on, our, on our way now. When you get back, when, when, when you're in D.C., and of course this conversation continues, a lot of talk is going to be about uh, President Biden's trip. He goes uh, to, to Italy, mm-hmm. he meets with the Pope, he's heading to Glasgow, uh, and somehow he's going to save uh, us from, from climate change that's been going on for 50 years and hasn't done any of the things they said it would do. And one of the big stories is that Jen Psaki, the White House press secretary, has COVID, and we certainly wish her well. But there's conversations sure. of who is in touch and connected to the president. Now the president is making... Uh, this trip, the continued push on forced mandates and vaccine mandates and then masks and and other things, is this coming to a head in in the district, or or, or I should say on Capitol Hill? Is this fight getting louder, or are people resigned to this administration is going to be foolhardy until they're not? No, I think think the American people are pushing back. And what we were just talking about, I, I said this in the hearing with the Attorney General, I said, your memorandum, I think, is the last straw. It's, it's the catalyst for this, this continued push to say, we're not going to tolerate the government continuing to attack our First Amendment liberties. Um, so I think you're going to see a pushback. I mean, th- think of the situation we're in now. The Biden administration is getting ready to give half a million dollars to people who broke the law to get into our country. Half a million dollars for people who broke the law. They're going to do that. Meanwhile, the people who were heroes, frontline workers in our police departments, our fire departments, our our emergency responders and our healthcare workers are being fired after working for a year, busting their tail with this with this virus. They're being fired if they don't take the if they don't take the vaccine. It's like this is craziness what we see from this administration. So, again, I don't think the American people are going to take it. You're seeing I said the other day. Freedom is contagious. Courage is contagious. Kyrie Irving stands up. Moms and dads stand up at school board meetings. Dan Bongino stands up. More and more police, police union in Chicago stands up. You're seeing more and more people saying we're sick of it. We're sick of the lockdowns. We're sick of the attacks on our First Amendment, and we're not going to take it anymore. And I think the way it really shows up is tomorrow 
in the state of Virginia when they elect Glenn Youngkin as governor of their state. Well, the, the polling certainly is is doing uh, well for him. And Terry McAuliffe, the Democrat, has done himself absolutely no favors uh, in yeah. in that race. Uh, I, I do want to get uh, some thoughts on, on, on vaccines, just, to, just for a bit of clarity. Your opposition is to mandate, not to people getting vaccinated. Of course not. I mean, I got all kinds of relatives that got the vaccine. I mean, you know, older people should have got the vaccine. Uh, I think I think if you haven't had COVID, you should get the vaccine. But if you've had COVID and got natural immunity, I think you can make a decision like, oh, I got natural immunity. So I think, sure, I'm, I'm pro-vaccine, but I'm also pro-freedom. And uh, I remember the attorney general put it up. This thing was first starting. And he said the, the Constitution is not suspended during a crisis. And I say amen to that. And And in fact, I would argue... That's when it's most important. That's when our freedoms count the most is when things are difficult, when you're dealing with a crisis situation. So, um, yeah, we're pro- I'm, I think we're all pro-vaccine, but we're also pro-freedom. This conversation is is a part of what you're talking about in your book, which is out uh, right before Thanksgiving. Do what you said you would do, fighting for freedom in uh, the swamp. You can get it at Amazon.com. And you talk about October 2nd, 2020, waking up to find out that President Trump uh, had COVID and you had just been with him and you had to get uh, tested. You were getting ready uh, for for Fox and Friends and and certainly been there myself. the book, though, is about the idea that when you're elected, you're elected to do a job. But as we all know, D.C. changes people. So yeah. how do you describe it? What is the change that happens to people in D.C.? How does it happen? And how does that uh, in, uh, come easier. into play in the presence of your book? Yeah, it's just easier to go along. I mean, I, I always say we make the job too complicated. What did you tell the voters you were going to do when you ran for the job? If they elect you and give you the privilege of serving them and their family go do what you said. And no one, frankly, has done it better than President Trump did. I mean, he said he would cut taxes. He did. He said he'd build a wall. He did. He said he'd get out of the Iran deal. He did. He said he'd put the embassy in Jerusalem. He did. On and on you could go. So that's what we're supposed to do. And unfortunately, too many times they don't do that because it's just easier to go along. It's just easier, oh, the same old, same old, to come up with a million reasons why you can't do what you said you were going to do and what you were elected to do. So we point out the, the, the Freedom Caucus, why it was formed. We talk about when we decided to, to change speakers and, and force John Boehner to, to leave uh, because we weren't doing enough of what we said we would do. And um, we take them behind the scenes. I think your, your listeners will enjoy the read, but the big investigations uh, that I've had the opportunity to be involved in because of the nature of my committees, I've been in the IRS investigation when they targeted people like you and your listeners, when they, uh, the Benghazi Select Committee and, of course, impeachment. And then we talk a lot about President Trump and the interactions I, I had the privilege of having with him and, and his, uh, his time in the White House, which was, uh, which was really amazing. And so uh, I think, again, I think your, your listeners will enjoy the read. The book is Do What You Said You Would Do, Fighting for Freedom in the Swamp. Congressman Jim Jordan on his way uh, right now uh, to D.C. Uh, safe travels. Um, you. Hopefully uh, you don't have any political pilots and uh, you land safe. Yeah, let's hope so. Good to be with you. Take care, brother. Absolutely. Congressman Jim Jordan, I appreciate it. More coming up. I'm Tony Katz.